helping you navigate the Disney parks. With the hope that it will be a source of joy and inspiration to all the world. You're listening to Rope Drop Radio. Welcome to another Rope Drop Radio. Derek and Doug talking all things Disney. And this is it. Part two of Doug's amazing European trip report. Quick recap of last week. Uh, just go listen to the podcast. But anyway, yeah, Doug, uh, yeah, the simple <laughs> thing is you had just uh, eventually, what, gotten out of Disneyland Paris and you're on your way to Spain. Yes, we got to get to Spain. That's Got to get to Spain. That is where we'll pick up. But first, Doug, but first, we have a contest. Yes. We're going to give something away to our listeners. Uh, the DCL, the uh, the bag that the castaway members get on the ship, the like sling bag Tarzan style. We're going to give ours away. The one that we got what? in Barcelona. I'm so it was, oh. Yeah, it was in Barcelona. We transported all the way back, and we will mail it to one of you lucky listeners. Probably even include the big giant luggage tags that come with it. And who knows what else I'll shove in the bag. So this is a huge giveaway. I mean, you have to become, yeah. you have to do two cruises technically to yeah, get one of these. Cruise. So if I'm not, not giving mine cruising, away for the record, I'm that is no, I this is this is one of the ones we just got. So we will be there's two ways to enter. Uh, write a review, iTunes review, five star review, a little little thing, and then you have to message us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. Tell us you wrote a review and what your username is on iTunes because we don't know exactly who you are on iTunes. Nope, right? we're terrible we at reading those names anyway. I really stink at it. The other way, say you've already written a wonderful review on iTunes. Thank you for that, Thank which you. we've read. You can also leave the review on Facebook. So Facebook has a thing where you can recommend and write a little thing. Do that. You don't have to tell us about that because that's right there and obvious. Leave that review. You're entered to win. Say you haven't written a review either place. Guess what, Derek? Ooh, double points. Get in there twice. I like it. Yeah. And of course, like and comment on the picture because that helps generate a little SEO with it. Uh, but this is our biggest giveaway to date. I'm really excited for mm-hmm. it. I'm jealous because mm-hmm. I had to take a bunch of cruises to get you my backpack. I did. Pay for two cruises. I did. And you know what? I wore that backpack today because it's now my gym bag. Yeah, it's a nice little bag. It's not huge. It's and it's, it's got a perfect phone size. It does. It. Water bottle. Water bottle. Yep. Um, and it's got yeah. some secret pocket on the inside that I can it put is. my phone. I love it. Yes. It's it's a good bag. It's, this is a great gift. One lucky winner. I'm excited for whoever wins this. Somebody's gonna be mad. We could give this to someone that's not a castaway member. I'm personally, I do not care. I don't nope. feel like it. I, yeah, you think Joe, back to the mouse, let us know. He's probably a little annoyed with it. I don't know. I don't we'll know that see. Joe, it, we'll put a Starbucks. He's probably got a couple, yeah, Starbucks it, for him. There we go. I don't know. But I'm not concerned whether you're a Castaway member or not, or never going to go on a cruise. You can win a Castaway bag. All right, this From is it. From Barcelona. For, ooh. Flew home. I mean, this was actually in Europe. Wow. It's a special bag. Well, it's, yeah, yeah. Well, anyway. It's going to be a, this is going to be a great gift. Let's get back to the podcast because as you can tell more energy than the first half. Yes. Doug Doug had some jet lag. lag. It was later. There's stories I missed. I failed to tell those stories will probably crop up over the next few months in our shows anyway, because I like to interrupt and go on tangents. He does do that very well. There'll be Disneyland Paris stories for the next year. I'm sorry. I'm not sorry. 
it's going to be good. And today I'm excited because this is the part of the trip I was really interested in hearing about. I've never been to Spain, always wanted to go. Me neither. And this is going to be one that you, our listeners, can live vicariously through Doug's trip. And, of course, uh, not only Spain, he did do the Disney magic and the cruise. And we'll hear more about the port adventures. But, Doug, how did you get there and where did you stay? Well, we uh, woke up in Paris. We rope dropped. We did extra magic time. They went on Space Mountain. Of course you did. Three times. We took some pictures, headed back to the room and grabbed our luggage went out to the front of the hotel waited for the bus that went over to the train station is about a mile walk we could have dragged our luggage that mile but we thought we'll ride the bus we didn't realize how many people were riding the bus to the park all the time so there's all these people with strollers and we're like um this is gonna stink with five bags and all of us so that was our first uber ride of europe was from the hotel to the train station, and it was a phenomenal idea my wife had because it was comfortable, quick, easy, not stressful, and only 10 euros. So No, $10. $10. So it was great. That was a pretty good deal. Same Um, app? Same everything? Yeah. Yep, same Didn't even know that was over in Europe, so I learned something new right now. So Paris, London, they have Uber, and like our credit card had no uh, foreign transaction fees, so it's actually the best way to get a good exchange rate. So bonus tip. I like it. Yeah. So we Ubered over to the train station. We were allowing plenty of time after a snafu on the commuter train the very first day where we had like it stopped. We had to get off. We were 10 percent worried something crazy like would that happen. But it was a Sunday. We got on, had uh, the area we wanted all to ourselves. Michelle took a picture of me with like all the bags on the train and rode it into Paris no problems at all. Um, got off at Gare de Lyon, where we went up and we found the hall that our train was in, Hall B. And if you don't know, Paris has like four or five major train stations. Gare de Lyon goes to the south. It's not on the south of the city, but that's where it goes. So like, if you wanted to go to Marseille or Nice or Lyon, which makes sense since it's named that, um, or Spain, that's where you go. So our train was on time. Uh, we sat in the area, waited. We bought, we ate lunch right when we got to the train station. We had sandwiches out of the the relay store or one of the other stores, and then we bought more sandwiches for on the train because it's a six and a half hour train ride. Oh, that is a long train ride. Yeah, and after the Eurostar, um, where I was like, we'll buy the kids lunch from the dining car. Well, there was really nothing in the dining car the kids wanted to eat. So we're like, we're going to buy sandwiches. So we bought uh, ham and cheese on baguettes. And like, you know, the pre-made sandwiches you can get in the airports in the U.S. Have you had one of those? Oh, yes. I had one at LAX last time I was there. Not good, right? No, it was terrible. It's nothing good about that pre-made sandwich. In Europe, the pre-made sandwiches in the train stations and airports are good. They actually are good. I would hope so. So like so like the baguette good. Like it makes Jimmy John sad. And was there mayonnaise on this? There was some sort of thing like spread on it. And I didn't know what it was till I got mine for lunch. It was butter. So it was a ham, cheese, and butter. That sounds delicious. I would eat that right now. The girls are like, butter? You know, they're freaking out. They don't want to eat butter on their sandwich. I'm like 
this this is amazing. I'm going to butter everything. I hope my cardiologist is not listening because there was nothing good that happened for my heart on this trip at all. Nothing at all. Nothing at all. You didn't relax wanna, a little bit and I, rested it? I did a little bit on the cruise. Well, there yeah. you go. We'll get uh, to there. And like really, I mean, we got to the train station, hung out, got on the train. That was a little weird because we had foreign tickets. So they have all these scanners. And you put your thing on, you scan to go on. Everybody else is going through. I get up there. It's like, eh, eh, and like Claire's trying hers. And, and so then we like shuffle through where the one guy was working. He looks at my ticket and just like waves us in like eh, go in I'm like okay foreigners Ugh. were you well, wearing uh uh what were you wearing nebraska uh, shirt or something no it was the day of the world cup final so alden was wearing a usa jersey i know Perfect. that i don't know i mean there was a lot of usa jerseys around though so i mean it was a day where if you were an american you were proud of it because oh, they were playing yep. in france we saw a whole group of people get on a train to lay on for the game. And I was thinking like, I would have allowed a little more time. But yeah, we could have snuck it in there. But the price of the tickets for a family of five? No, thank you. That would have been the most expensive thing we did on the trip. Wow, go to that's the- saying something. Yeah. Um, so we got on the train. Six hours. Train travel is phenomenal. There was Wi-Fi. It had some weird limitations of timing and data. But once we figured it out, it was all good. Um, comfortable. We, Alden and I had, we, we booked first class. The price difference wasn't that much. So we had one side where we were across from each other with a little table. The other side was like two seats across from each other with a table. So we had one stranger in with us, a really nice lady. uh, If you're listening, hello, thank you for being awesome. She spoke English. Um, I think at first she sat down next to, you know, Samantha thinking, oh, great. I have to sit next to this kid. But, you know, Samantha just reads. She doesn't even, like, look up. She barely breathes. She doesn't make noise. She's just kind of present because she just stares at a book. So she's um, halfway through. She talked to us some. And then our train stopped. Just straight up stopped on the rails. And it's going 200 kilometers an hour. So all the curves are really banked. And where did we stop? On a curve. So we're sitting there, like, leaning sideways, like falling out of the chair type of thing hashtag traveling with the mcknights yep and they make all these announcements and like it's hard to understand announcements in airports when you speak the language let alone a foreign announcement by a conductor like and so the lady tells us well yesterday it snowed in the alps and it delayed a bunch of trains out of the alps and so now they're in our way so we're delayed for 50 minutes we sat in one spot on a curve for 50 minutes and did not move. I don't know how the world works, but it does not like you traveling. And so this is so rare in the French. uh, We were on a TGV high speed train in France. So rare that they have a policy. If you get to your destination more than 30 minutes late, you're entitled to like a 50% refund on your ticket. So that's how they're normally on time, like clockwork. And then each station we stopped at, we like stopped just outside of it and then had to pull in because there was usually a traffic issue. So we ended up an hour and a half late into Barcelona. Now this ticket refund I talk about, the lady sitting there decided she was going to ask about our refund because we couldn't find it on our ticket anywhere. 
well, since we booked through a foreign agency, we were not eligible for the refund. Of course you weren't. It's like I tried to book direct through the the French website, but you had to put in your address, your billing address. And mine clearly was not in France. So but we got there. Love train travel, even though don't do it with us. Yes, that's 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 the the best tip of the whole show. But if you see the McKnight's on an airplane or a train or a ship, eh, take the next one. Yeah, I don't know that we should ever do a group cruise, Derek. No one would go. Uh, cruising, a... you're fine. It's getting yeah, we... to the cruise. No one would ever travel with you. They're like, hey, when are you getting in, Doug? We'll take a different flight. Right? Yeah. Like, I mean, friend, they're so accurate on their timetables, and we were late on a train. So we were supposed like, we didn't get in until close to 10 o'clock at night in Barcelona. So then we go out, get in the line for the cab. It moved really quick. Barcelona had a ton of cabs. Uh, we only fit in the minivan one, so we had to kind of wait for one of those. Not a big deal. I have the paperwork up, so I showed him the address. Uh, he took us there. Cabs in Barcelona were cheap, like Vancouver cheap. It was fantastic. Didn't spend too much on the cab. However, we drove past some seedy, shady places to get to our room, our hotel. Our hotel was it was an apartment, so we had like – put in a code to get in after hours, then put in another code to get our room key because the desk was already closed. Yeah, it was a little, like, the cab guy, he didn't want to get out of the car. He wanted us to put our wallet away before we got out of the cab to go in. Ooh. Like, he had me go open the door before every the kids got out and the luggage was out. He didn't want us having our luggage on the sidewalk and then not get the door open. I am glad you made it back so, from this trip safe and yep. sound. Yeah, this was the first time. I mean, like, we drove past, like, a few blocks away from the room. Like, there was some, like, adult establishments that we drove right past in full swing at 11 o'clock at night in Barcelona. But we are staying close to Los Ramblas, which is the main tourist drag. So we were, like, a block off of that. But you go five blocks the other way, and it's not good. So we didn't ever feel unsafe other than that moment, I don't think. Uh, Michelle maybe a little more than I did because she's just, I don't know. I mean, she's from a town of a thousand people, right? So Barcelona, the room was awesome. We stayed in an apartment, um, had two bedrooms. Alden had a couch and a living room. We had a kitchen. We had laundry, kind of. It was a washer-dryer combo thing. Still better than what you had at Disneyland Paris. Right? So... Most of that was Michelle trying to figure this thing out. The word dryer on this piece of equipment should not be used. Maybe uh, not soaking wet is what it should be. It spins while warm. It spins, but it doesn't really dry because we're like, where's the vent? It doesn't get hot. So it's just kind of – so then we had clothes like hanging everywhere on anything that could have clothes because we needed clothes to wear on the cruise because we had to pack light because like Alden had to carry a suitcase up the stairs because we were on the top deck of the train. Like that was kind of the limiting thing. So you became a man on this trip. Nice job. Alden. I, I want to go that far. Okay. We, we kind of helped him quite a bit, but yeah. So Barcelona, the room was great. Um, eventually went to sleep after yelling at the washer dryer and in the morning more yelling. Um, but Michelle got it all done. 
somehow. We had clothes for the crews. So Barcelona, we we had a good day in Barcelona, Derek. We'd had a good day in Barcelona. It was hot there. I don't even know anything to ask if you did in Barcelona. That's how much I know about it. You don't know? Okay. So we rope dropped Camp No. Camp No is the soccer stadium where... Uh, of course you would. Barcelona plays. Uh, the home of Messi, um, the best soccer player in the world. I'll say it. Anyone wants to argue with me about that? Go ahead. Not going to because I don't know of another one. You don't. It's just messy or nobody, right? So we went to Camp No. We were first in line for the tour. We of had course our, you were. We had our tickets pre-booked. Um, the line got gigantic. We took a cab there, by the way. We got around in cabs because it was about the same cost as the subway for a family of five. Um, we weren't there long enough to buy a week-long ticket, and the one-day tickets really didn't help. First in line, we zipped right in. We had some areas to ourselves for a while, but the tour was awesome. It just kept going and going. Um, got to see the field from multiple levels. Got to go in the press box. Got to go in the visitor's locker room. They're tearing the field out where you could, like, buy the grass still wet. Like, with Did dirt. you do so, that? Like, no. Oh. I'm pretty sure I couldn't get that through customs. But, like, I'm sure people were buying it like it was crack cocaine. I'm I'm thinking, like, in my head, they're all taking it home and planting it and keeping it alive. Like, this is soccer that, you know, this field that Messi, he, you know. So, which would be cool if you were a huge fan, you know. Um, I made a joke that we went to two cathedrals that day, though, because we went to Camp No and did the soccer thing. And then that night we went to the big cathedral. So to some people, the soccer stadiums the bigger cathedral um biggest stadium in europe i believe ninety nine thousand. so there's very few stadiums bigger than it in the world most of those are all in america because we're crazy about college football um but it was cool we got to lift a champions cup alden and i did there's no photographic evidence because we did not buy the photograph for 70 euros oh wow yeah, there's people buying the pictures. We we were not. We're like Alden's a big fan, but not not 70 euros for a picture of us holding up a cup. We did not win. Um, there's also a green screen picture they did with Alden where I mean, it looked like he was standing with Messi. Like it was And you didn't buy uh, that either. No, it was another 70 euros. So no, we did not buy um that or any of the you could get a book of all the pictures. I mean, it was insane. It made the uh, cruise line photos look like they were free. Um, but uh, it was a cool tour. We're really glad we did it. Uh, then we grabbed some lunch right outside of it. And then we got lunch because we're like, it's going to start raining. And they kind of get like Florida thunderstorms that just kind of roll through. Yep. Um, and it just pours. And so we got there was a burger place and a hot dog place. There's hot dogs everywhere in Europe, though. Like it's hot dogs and sandwiches. They're everywhere. Uh, so we got that. We were under a little cover. It poured while we ate, and then it stopped. Found a cab, went back to the room, kind of rested because, going to be honest, we were fairly exhausted. Um, so we kind of took. You also have oh, three kids in tow. You got to be a good yeah. parent. I get it. Michelle was doing laundry, so got some laundry switched around, took a little nap. And then we walked to Las Ramblas. We went down to the. I think it's La Bocaria Market. I don't have it in front of me. Someone's going to correct me, please. But there's a market, ancient, old. I mean, been there forever, selling all kinds of things. 
we were there late afternoon, close to dinner time. Fortunately, most of the fish stuff was done. You could see all the empty stalls. But there was just piles of fish heads in places, um, you know, pig legs everywhere with the charcuterie, um, all kinds of cheeses, seafood, fruits, vegetables, smoothies. We found some pizza, so we ate our pizza in a back corner of this old marketplace. Was it amazing? It was pizza. I don't know. It was... Better than Pizza Rizzo's? Yes. Okay. I mean, on a scale of edible to Pizza Rizzo's, it was way better than Pizza Rizzo's. Pizza Rizzo's is barely edible, so... Barely. I... Yeah, I don't... That's not much of a scale, is yeah, it? No, that was a terrible yeah, idea. But horrible... anyway, yeah, you got we your had pizza... To... We, I felt like we did the market. The kids got to, like, their eyes were open. Um, walked past some things. It's like, that's part of a pig right there. That There's some other butcher type of things going on. And, um, you know, there was some flounder. And if you've never seen a flounder laying on a bed of ice, that's the weirdest looking fish on earth because both eyeballs are on the same side. I think every fish laying on a bed of ice is the weirdest. Dude. I have a hard time walking by high V and looking at all the fish. Dude, but both eyeballs are on the same side of its head. Okay. That's really weird. That is weird. And I made sure they noticed. Oh, well, of course. That's called being a good parent. Is it? Got to yeah, make it I awkward thought. for the kids. So, and hey, then see that pig? That's babe, the pig. Yeah. Yeah. Now you're eating it. So we did that, went back to the room, um... One of the vendors, we found some soccer stuff to buy because we had promised Alden that's what he could spend his money on. And then we uh, got another cab and we went to the Sagrada Familia, the big cathedral in Barcelona, the one that is not quite done yet. And we took some pictures outside. Yeah, that was a picture we posted. That was pretty amazing. Yeah, it was. It was that Samantha read a book about. Um, Gotti, the architect, he has a lot of things he designed in Barcelona. And she read this book that she was like afterwards, like turned out to be more of a textbook. Dad, I'm like, oh, okay. So she was our tour guide. She did fantastic. She's like, this entrance, this is the passion facade, and blah 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 blah. She's just rattling it off. Doesn't she want to be a VIP tour guide at Disney someday? Kinda, yeah. But I mean, she she got something. She remembers it like. She can say, like, she's had arguments. She's like, no, it's page 104 that that chart is on. Like, she's that kind of person when she reads. So she was regurgitating this stuff about the church, and she was a fantastic tour guide. We had one of the last time tickets in. So as we were in there, it was emptying out, which was nice. The church can seat, like, 30,000 people or some insane amount. When you walk into this church, your jaw drops. Like it's so bright, so vibrant. So the ceiling is so high. I mean, this one is modern. It started in like 18 something. Samantha could tell you the date. I obviously wasn't listening good enough. And it's not done yet. I think they think it's going to be done in 2026 is the goal right now. So, yeah, they're working on it. They have cranes. They were moving. They were going. Uh, And it just pictures don't do it justice it's phenomenal um the color in the stained glass and samantha was saying like so everything's supposed to be like nature like the tree the the big columns are like trees and so when the sun comes up in the morning it's supposed to be like waking up in the forest and then it sets its darker tones on this side of the church and 
she was going through the whole spiel. Um, but it's one of those things, pictures and words do not do this church justice. So that's how we ended our night. Um, then we got in a cab, went back down to Las Ramblas to the hotel. Uh, we grabbed some snacks from like a little grocery store bodega type place right by our hotel to try out. Um, once again, not as good as France. Sorry, Spain. France trumped you in the snacks from the grocery store department. But did you have any tapas? No, we, you know, I, we did not. Like, it would require us to sit down and eat. We ate pizza out of a box in the marketplace. So, okay. Yeah, we, we failed there. Next time. I mean, it's not like we went to McDonald's. We ate in a, you know, very cultural center of Barcelona. But um, each day for breakfast, went down to this bakery. It was a couple blocks down. Fantastic bakery. All kinds of choices. Got croissants, chocolate croissants, donuts, things I couldn't pronounce. So I took pictures of the uh, the food, and then I pointed at the picture so that we got the right thing. Um, it's also where Alden translated for me, like, hey, I think she's asking if we want to stay here or get it to go. Because that was the first time in the trip where the language barrier was like, for real, was in this bakery. So uh, Michelle and Alden both also said they did not like Coke in Spain. It tastes different. Yeah, it's different in every country. So they did not like the Spanish Coke. All right. Good. Good to know, I guess. Now it makes me curious. I want to go over there and try it. But that was your uh, day in Barcelona. Barcelona. And the next day is your uh, embarking day on Disney Magic. So you had a free day, which we always recommend. So I'm glad you Mm -hmm. got to uh, have some time to it. Our train got canceled. That gave us a whole day to try to get there. Which, worst case scenario, I rent a car and I drive all the way to Barcelona. Worst case scenario, though. It would have been like an 18-hour drive. That would have been awful. That would have been. Yeah, I couldn't imagine. We'd probably still be lost somewhere, going around some roundabout. Over and over. I'm familiar with roundabouts. That would have been fine. So what time did you get to the port? What time were you able to get uh, on and... What was your what was your uh, number? So we uh, headed over to the Los Ramblas with all our luggage to hail a cab. We just had to wave them down, and like it felt like a thousand passes before we found one we fit in. But it was like ten minutes. Just felt like eternity, and we did that about nine. Did you ever think about sacrificing a kid on this trip? Oh, it would have made life so much easier to be a family of four. You have no idea. We talk about that every trip. Just one less. I mean, I don't know which one I'd pick. It I'm sure that changes. Minute. Yep. Yeah. So, yeah. So we made it there about 10 ish. There was maybe only three families there already for our cruise. There are still some stragglers leaving the previous cruise. So uh stood there. Um, they opened the port to go in at 1030. So right at 10.30, went in, uh, went through security, uh, went and checked in. And so we had two rooms on deck two that adjoined. And so we have two rooms. One adult has to be in each room. So Michelle's room, she got boarding group three. I got boarding group 10. (laughs) I did not know that. Yeah. Oh, so I got boarding oh group my 10 goodness. and the lady helping us like 90% of the people working <laughs> in the port knew nothing. 
about Disney Cruise Line. Like, nothing. And Michelle's like, can't we board together? Like, no. Like, and Michelle's like breaking out the tears here. And she's like, let me go ask my supervisor. I'm like, what are you doing, hon? We just all walk in with you holding up your three. Like, don't make this a thing or they'll know not to let us on. That was my plan the whole time. It's like, that totally makes sense. Gonna take this little card that says 10 and like tear it up toss it over here and we walk over there that was all i was gonna because they don't check no they never do if you're a family they they assume nothing that you're all together absolutely if it really mattered when we got in there to scan our key the world card go on the ship it should have went like "Er, er, er, this is group 10 alert group 10 right so now part of me wants to just every time get the little card little white out put a one and i'm on but you know I digress. Anyway, so I was group 10. And then the the manager lady says, comes over, like, just go on with three. Just pretend you don't have that one. I was like, why do we have to make a big deal of that? But we did. So we all went on together. But I um, almost wanted to wait till 10 just to be a Just turd. you. Like, she would have the yeah, three kids. She and you'd... She would have left me yeah, to she wait till 10. That's what she would have. But I don't even know what happened to that card. I just, it disappeared. Like, it's not in our possession. Some kid probably picked it up. So we checked in. Uh, looked around the port a little bit. And then we went and got in line to meet whatever character came out first. We were first to meet Mickey when he came out. Uh, they have a couple shops in the port, which is awesome. And, like Port Canaveral is failing by not having like concessions, like food. I like, agree with that. Literally free food an hour away on the ship, all you can eat. And I, I sat there and like, there's 10 more dollars. There's 20 more dollars. There, I... They just kept making money. And you know what they were selling? Like, random ice cream bars. Like, you sell Mickey bars in Port Canaveral? I, I mean, that'll pay, I, I for, want that'll pay for another I want ship. I want a piece of that money. I want to own that concession stand that can do that. Um, they also had, like, uh, shirts and stuff. Like, I could have got another Barcelona jersey I didn't need. Um, they had a whole liquor store. Like, huge liquor store for you to take on. Um, so that was different and nice. Um, group one was the concierge people. You know, they all went on in group one. Group two was the Adventures by Disney people because our crews had an embedded Adventures by Disney option. So you could have all your port adventures through Adventures by Disney. Um, so if you really want to be taken care of from here to there, like never have to think, that's the option for you. And Adventures Michelle McKnight Disney. books it plug books adventures by disney definitely uh she has done several she's she just had somebody do the embedded one in norway well they haven't done it yet because i think they sail in a week or so because they're working their way up that way right now the magic is we were the last magic mediterranean of the season yep and speaking real quick about the magic i had just been on it give or take uh, a few months ago you were on it what october october six months ago so uh we've done multiple episodes on the disney magic recently so we're not going to dive into all the dining and characters and things we'll 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 touch on a little bit special stuff yeah we'll touch on a little bit but uh just if you're interested to know more about the disney magic check out one of our previous episodes this would have been a great time to know the numbers offhand We can put it on Twitter and Facebook. Uh, Should have looked at it. Well, now just go back and download every episode until you find it. That'd be great. That would make our numbers spike. Uh, But yeah, we we are not going to go into much with the magic. But it is a great ship. The original. It's beautiful. And we got on, um, got up to Cabanas. 
we literally got to Cabanas and they opened the door to let us in. Whoa. So we were the first family into Cabanas. What happened uh, to uh, the Adventures by Disney group? I don't know where they went. I don't know. They they were like some not all the Adventures by Disney people. I don't want to say everybody was, but like if someone wasn't leading them to the water, they may not have taken a drink at times. I'll just I mean, that's why you book it. Right? That is why you get completely so, taken care of. I think they went to Lumiere's to eat lunch mostly. I think, you know, because you can sit down. It's a little nicer. You can do Lumiere's. We went up to Cabana's. It opened up. And oh, my gosh, chicken nuggets never tasted so good. Neither did a whole cup of ice with my Diet Coke, Derek. You finally was, got your Diet there Coke. Was, there was ice. And then there was there was a. Uh, uh, chicken nuggets. However, the Diet Coke did not taste good at all. And so then I started to notice throughout the ship that they had Coke Zero everywhere. So I was back to Coke Zero because, I mean, the ship is limited to its, you know, what it can get in port. So there we were. But you, that the, was one of my questions. Did you notice that the uh, food from being on the ship back in October to now a lot different, different menu items? Not, not the menu wasn't changed. Like the the fine the finer dining not affected, but like the breakfast quality definitely different because a lot of that is just like the donuts. I mean they're straight up Krispy Kreme, right on the yep. ship. It, no, not even hiding it. They take it straight out of a box, put it up there for you to grab. Here it came out of a box said American style bakery from Barcelona, and the kids they had various donuts and. All of us got a donut, me and the kids. Michelle's above donuts, but we all got a donut. None of us finished our donuts at breakfast. So Europe doesn't do donuts as well as America. Got it. We got them. At least not the American style. No, they they do donuts differently, but these were awful. They were not not good. I wish Um, you drank coffee because that was my other question. I want to know if the coffee is better. I I don't know. I think coffee is such a taste orientated thing like better to one person is worse to another so i don't know i don't think folgers and that's just bad to everyone okay and you just choke it down anyway all they got his crab leg at lunch didn't eat it again every time every time he gets it i'm gonna eat this crab no he didn't even eat it so that's eight times now for him he has taken some poor crab leg in or claw the crab you paid for that cruise let it be yeah, it's so, a tradition now, and you put the picture on Facebook. I love yep, it. Yep. So uh, then the kids went and swam. I sat there while they swam. Michelle, when the room was open, she went down to the room, unpacked some stuff, took a gazillion pictures, which you'll be able to find all those pictures on backtothemouse.com. Uh, Joe will post um, room reviews. So he'll use all those pictures that Michelle took. So thanks to Joe for posting great room reviews if you're looking for uh, cruise rooms uh, info. Um, How was staying it, on deck two? I'm I'm a higher deck kind of guy. I like seven and eight. It was a first. It was a first for us. Um, I wasn't sure. I liked it. I, I really enjoyed the having two rooms because we had two bathrooms. So that was spectacular. Because a lot of times on the cruises, I go use a public bathroom somewhere. Um, because you do kid- smell. Well, I mean, yeah, when in Rome. Yep. But uh, yeah, it was it wasn't bad. We were down there with all our fellow Americans and Canadians, and uh, yeah, deck two was not bad. 
Like did it. you did you uh, stay with a couple kids and Michelle a couple kids, or did they all not like your snoring? So it was like Michelle and all the kids, and then you by yourself. Did not have any say in what happened. So the kids were all in one room. Uh, we had the you know the queen bed, the couch, and the pull down. So they all had their own sleeping surface, and then we shut the door between us at night to where they couldn't even come bother us if they wanted to. Oh, that's a so like a nice long date. Yeah, except we were out as soon as that door shut. We were asleep. Just sleep. We were exhausted. But, uh, yeah, so we had two rooms. It was nice. And you know what the other great thing is? Like, we're used to the family of five, so we have the one bed that, like, folds down out of the wall on the cruise ship. It takes up a ton of space. So it was neat just having all this room where the couch was always a couch. It wasn't a bed. You know, it was, yep. I, it was nice. I know exactly what you're talking about being in one of those it, rooms. It was different um, having a room that was like uh, had room, not kids everywhere on top of us. So that was great. And it was cheaper to and, book yeah, that. Yeah, I was going to say it's cheaper to do it that way. So that's something to I'll have to look at. room that slept five. Now, that's not always true, especially on the um, – the dream and the fantasy is not usually true. No, but on the smaller ships, there's a lot less bigger rooms. Yep. So the, the rooms that sleep five, the price accelerates and is inflated more because the market demand, especially when they recently had their dry dock and they got rid of some rooms and convert them over to uh, concierge level rooms on that eighth deck. On I the saw map. that. So, yeah. So it was nice. Um, deck two was good. While we were swimming, they had some flamenco dancers come out and dance. So that was cool. That was a little That's something different, special. Not something. Mm-hmm. Then we went down to the room for a little bit. Then we had our Facebook group meetup. And I went to that and I got chatting with a nice family from Brazil. Then a couple from California and a few other guys. There was a lot of great people in that Facebook group and had a lot of good times. Um Talked to one of my Canadian friends throughout the cruise, kind of checking in with him um, and talked to him before the cruise too some. So that was fun. Well, if anyone's listening, thank you so much for checking out Rope Drop Radio. Yeah, the Facebook group was good. It was a nice little gathering. I love that cruises have Facebook groups. Like mine for, what was that, like over a year away is already chatting every single day. So yeah, Glenn, if you're listening, it was nice to meet you and chat with you on the cruise and throughout the week. Um, enjoyed my time chatting with him. So it was a great group, and it was very informal. We've had some very formal Facebook group meetups, but I kind of like this informal one um, better than some of the formal ones. And so, you passed out cards and pens I did. And I gave out some cards. Great. That was my I one request for Doug. I did not take any koozies all the way to Europe, though, yeah, Because we had to give them away and we're Patreons yes. and stuff need yeah. them more. No, I understand yes. that. Um, but, yeah, it was fun. And then Michelle was mad at how long I stayed at the the meetup because I'm usually not that social. And so she expected me back right away. So eh, I wasn't. So I came back. The kids had decorated the doors. So that was awesome. Uh, we and took some and the uh, It's a Small World door which was a Twitter poll that we did, mm-hmm. I can't remember, poll. a long time ago, which yeah, won, wow. and the door looked great. So I'm glad you did that. I'm glad you listened to our Twitter fa- or our Twitter fans, picked it. Yes. You did it. I'm looking forward to what the next room is going to be already. You know, the Twitter thing backfired on me the last time I asked. I ended up with porgs all over the door. You did. Right? It was, And I did it. It was covered in porgs. 
And so this one, we ended up doing a small world. It won the Twitter poll. And people, we there was a few times people stopped and took pictures of it. So we saw people taking pictures. Deck 2, door decoration game, you got to have it on point. It's a little more serious down there. The I realized that. That's some, so decks. no one, when I was on the Magic, no one on 7. Or we were on eight, whatever. I, we, eight. No one. We were on eight. We were on eight. There was like every twentieth door. It's because you're up there. It's like mixing with all the concierges. They, they don't decorate their doors. But then we, uh, we went down to two, like because I was bored with Callum one day because I needed him just to walk around, and everyone. So you're right. The lower down you go, the more decor mm-hmm. you get. Now I feel like there was less door decorations on this cruise than the other my other previous cruises, probably because it's, um, in so, Europe foreign but yeah and this next little tidbit so we were on the very first sailing in the history of disney cruise line at least according to the cruise director he told us this the first night that there was 61 nationalities represented in the crew of the disney magic on our sailing which sounds about right i've heard you know 50s 60s of nationalities our passengers represented 66 nationalities. First time ever there was more nationalities in the passengers. That is so crazy. Than the crew, which probably added to the less door decks, right? So there was a little over 1,000 Americans. We were the biggest group, followed by Spaniards, and then the UK, and then Canada and France. And then it became mostly Middle East, Egypt, um, Yemen, uh, Dubai, what's whatever country, UAE, UEA. Emirates, I'm, whatever, yeah. Yes. Yeah, so it became all of those countries and Italy and other European countries represented, like Ireland. And so a lot of Arab. And so those upper decks were all you know the oil industry basically yeah that's amazing though to have that many nationalities on one ship and uh, (laughs) i think that'd be cool for kids just to to get that yeah and like alden's you know i was talking to this kid from egypt he had on a rolex like yeah they're all you know kids his age are walking around with rolexes like the real yeah but these are uh kids that probably know soccer a little bit better than alden so maybe put him in his place a bit (sighs) not not so much like he or held football. His own. Sorry, football over with, there with the the Middle Eastern one. He held his own on soccer knowledge, which okay. is fine. Uh, but the the Spain ones, yeah, they, yeah, they we have gotten there. off topic on this show because we need to start but, getting to some port adventures too. Yeah, so we sail away. It was the sell a wave party, which you did. Which, yep. Eh, I don't. I don't. I mean, I guess I just don't like sell away parties. I'm just an old, like, get off my lawn. Where's the buffet? Let's go to dinner. We disagree on that one. I love them. Right? You hate them. So can't, whenever well, we do a everything. cruise together, though, we will do it together, Doug. You oh, are. Geez. Absolutely. Anyway, so we've talked about the magic in depth with all the food reviews and stuff like that. Yeah. So we're going to talk more about some of the excursions you did. because yes. You did some really cool things. So let's go day by day first, and just hit up the uh, excursions. First port day was Cannes. We're on the Mediterranean, the French Riviera, the playground of the rich and famous, which we are not. Um, we are neither rich nor famous. Whoa, whoa, Derek. whoa, whoa. You are a famous podcaster, Doug. You know, I got stopped everywhere I was talking. Like, I recognize your voice. No, that never happened. But uh, so in Cam, we 
we purposely planned a little bit of a light day because we knew our next two days were going to be long. So we didn't book an excursion. We uh, It's a tender port. For those that don't know what tendering is, it is where a little boat comes to the big ship and you get on and you go in. So we went in and uh, basically walked over to the public beach. The kids got in. Uh, I felt like the person with the most clothes on on earth because – Let's just be honest. They barely covered anything on that beach. They were wearing swimsuits, though. It was not quite that uh, beach. But the kids swam in the Mediterranean for a little while. Like, the sun was out and intense. In the shade, it wasn't bad. But in the sun, it was brutal. Uh, We walked back around. uh, Got on a tender. Went back to the ship. The kids swam in the pool. I did the aqua dunk a few times. Convinced some kid from Egypt that it's not scary and he needs to do it. And then he did it, and he's like, that was totally scary, and you lied to me. And then I saw him, the rest of the crews everywhere, and he just kept giving me this look like, dude, you're a liar. And I'm like, eh, you did it. I kept saying that to him. Like, you did it, though. He's like, yeah, once. So um, that was also the kid wearing the Rolex that Alden talked to at some point. So, um, yeah, I made friends with 11-year-olds while doing the aqua dunk. You are the and same height and maturity. It's was, was like the only adult doing it, which is sad. And then later, another guy did it, and he came back up. He was after me, and then I went back on again, and he came back up. And he was like, that thing was awesome. Why are more adults not doing this? I'm like, because they're boring, and they suck. And I'm like, eh, the line the line was so short. It was basically you're out of, until you gained your breath back, and then you went again. I mean, you're only waiting one or two people. That's also when the best tweet – of the the whole trip i had been tweeting but uh the ship was on the port cam in can and uh i had just updated twitter that the kids were swimming this is my view halfway of the screen type of thing and then wes the dcl dude tweeted a picture where he took a picture from earlier that michelle posted of me you know sitting on a bench on my phone in paris he photoshopped that into the port cam like a zoomed in yeah, that was pretty I loved expensive. it. That was one of my favorites. Yeah. Thanks, Wes, so, for that. Wes got me. That was exactly what I was doing when he tweeted it, so it was pretty hilarious. Um, but we took it easy that day in Cannes. Um, yeah, it was the French Riviera. There was yachts, lots of yachts. What we could have done is gone to Monaco and seen, like, the casino, Monte Carlo. I just – it wasn't that exciting. The trip could have paid for itself right there, Doug. Yeah. You know, our luck with travel, we would have definitely gotten that. Um, I, the, the port adventures just weren't that exciting to us. There was like a perfume thing. You could go to Grasse where they make perfume. That's like the origin of perfume. And it's like, yeah, nothing that really we had to do. So we saved up our time. We saved up our money for the next day. All right. What is that next day? The next day is the port of Livorno and Livorno is the gateway to Tuscany and Tuscany houses Florence and Pisa, and we booked a private tour um, because it was cheaper than booking through DCL to do the exact same things, right? Half the price. We've talked we about had, this on other cruise episodes as well. Maybe not quite to this extent, though. No, but still but like, cheaper. Way cheaper, but not the same thing. Normally, when we say booking independently is cheaper, you're booking the exact same provider, 
we did this in Alaska where we booked the exact same seaplane that the people from the ship got on with us, right? Exact same thing. We booked it for less, did it for less. However, this was not the same thing. So we had a guy with a little sign with our name. We got in a van, just the five of us. He drove us, talked to us, explained things, took pictures of us. And then it was just us five. Then when we got to Florence, we had a walking guide. And that was Ricardo. He was awesome. We booked through the tour company Miles and Miles. It's a father-son, Miles and Miles, not the distance. And uh, so when it, with Ricardo, it was just the five of us. Other private tour groups get you to, to Florence or to the Vatican, and you join a big group. We never had to put in an earpiece to listen to the tour guide speak. We never had to follow a flag around or anything. If he lost us, he would look for us and grab us. But, you know, his high school was like a block from the church, the Domo in Florence. So we saw the Domo went around that, the baptistry. He told the history, everything. He brought history to life. We went down like little back streets. We never took the main street that was like full of people. And he's like, yeah, this is like this one random window. This is where they're restoring the artwork that's currently off display in this gallery. Like, and this is where they're making a duplicate statue to put outside so the real one can go inside. And, like, we're looking at these little artisans and, like, backs with this guy. It was amazing. And then we went to see the David. We went into the museum. He, you know, we went in, like, the side door. There's this line out front. He's like, eh, we don't go through that. We saw the Adventures by Disney people all standing in that line. And he took us, like, in this other way. And then we saw the the David and leading up to the David, Michelangelo has these he had this theory of the sculpture was in the stone. He was just setting it free. And so at this point in his life, he made this series of statues that were half released and they all lined the hall leading up to the David. And you could tell Ricardo was really excited about these, got the kids all into it. He did a good job with the kids. Um, and then when we got to the David, he's talking about from this angle, you see this from this angle and Michelangelo is left handed. And that's one thing that the Vatican frowned on. But you look at the David and what hand is he using for his slingshot? The left hand. And that was considered, you know, a sin to be left handed back then. So all these little details and like the eyes, the pupils of the David are kind of horseshoe shaped. They're not circular. And when they made the duplicate that's outside that you see. They made the pupils wrong. They're circular. And you could see the difference when he's pointing that out. So it was an awesome tour guide. That is great. Wow. I was hanging on every word there. I thought and that was we amazing. We saw other stuff, but like like Point of Vecchia, the, the bridge that's full of all the jewelry and then the walkway that the Medicis used to use. And I mean, he brought the city to life for us. And we weren't part of a group of 40. It was the five of us that's and him. That's so cool. That's awesome. And it was cheaper, Derek. It was cheaper grant i did research i spent hours upon hours looking what else up. are you going to do between patients when you're a dentist i don't know what i do now though like i was kind of at a loss for like the kids went to bed i'm like well i don't have to well look you could at actually all. sleep catch up on I that could. i have been but then, like i don't have to look at buying train tickets or booking this or like figuring out like I was looking at like Google Maps street views to know like which side a door was on so we're prepared for Europe. I don't have to do that now. But Florence was awesome. Ricardo brought it to life. And then we ended our time with Ricardo. He left us at a restaurant. He asked us like, what type of food do you want to eat? 
Do you want my recommendation? We're like, do we want your recommendation? The person that's lived in this? Yes, we want your recommendation. But he wasn't going to force it on us. We did get gelato in there at a place where, like, you know, he definitely knew them. I mean, I'm sure he gets some sort of something for taking us in there. But the gelato was amazing. I, I mean, I could have just eaten gelato for dinner. But I didn't. We went to a place, I think it was something Lions. I got a... I got whatever I asked whatever's in season the special of the day. You know, pasta the special of the day, not seafood. I said that and I went, okay, I got like this real meaty ravioli. I mean, it was almost like steak in my ravioli. It was and it just melted in oh, my mouth. Sounds good. And uh Michelle got the the lasagna. It was just a cheese lasagna. And you know how I, I love the lasagna from Palo. It's amazing. Mm -hmm. It melts in your mouth. I don't know if I can eat it again because I had half of Michelle's lasagna. Cause it you were was, ruined from this trip. It was so good. And the kids just, you know, they got their basic penne pasta with marinara and they're like, Oh my gosh, this is amazing. So yeah, lunch, lunch was good. Then we got back in our, our, with our driver. Um, and he drove us to Pisa. Let's talk about pizza for a minute. I only know of one thing in pizza. The the uh, the piazza or the square of miracles, whatever it's called, with the church and the leaning tower. It is I mean, it's one of those places where you take your stupid picture where you're holding it up. We you all gotta did do it. it. Yep. Because we posted were there. them. Yep. And when he dropped us off, yours was, was like, my favorite. He told us we had an hour. I'm like, we'll be back in a half hour. And he kind of looked at me like how, how do you know that? I'm like, I've been here before. And when I left the last time, I said, well, I'm not going back there again in my lifetime. Because you take a picture the other direction, and it's like a thousand people with their hands weird in the air. And as you're holding your hands weird in the air, there's people walking around you trying to pickpocket you. I mean, it is just tourist trap times 10 filthy you, then they have a pay bathroom that we used before we got back in the van. And we were back in about our half hour and he was not shocked. But you got the picture. We got the pictures. I mean, Claire was almost in tears because she wasn't understanding what Michelle's telling her. Oh, like, that's hilarious. Her fingers were like, she looked like she was using she the did. force. She was the awkward one of the group. And like, oh my God, we worked with Claire for so long. And like, it looked like she was, we should have just had her back up and like, looked like she's trying to use the force and just went with the Star Wars theme. But she was, uh, yeah, but we got it. And, you know, I did the one finger thing um, because I was like, it's going to be easier than getting my hands straight up and down. And it's really hard to take the picture straight up and down when the tower is leaning. That's the other tricky thing. But we did it and we walked around the church and we're like, all right, let's go. And That's we went. It. That's good to know that you don't need a lot of time in Pisa. You don't. And then we drove from Pisa back to the port, and you drive right past a U.S. military base to get there. That's kind of fun for people that have a lot of military friends and family. So thank you for serving and protecting, thank even in much. Pisa. And uh, we were back on the ship by about 4.40. All right. So we left later than the Disney tours. Got back earlier than the Disney tours. And did more. Did more. More personalized. We also walked through. And the got Disney gelato. And, and got gelato. They probably did too. They had dinner you on their know. own time. But they did not eat at this place we ate. Because it was like two blocks away from where they would just be dumped. 
no one's finding this place on their own without help. It was amazing. And Ricardo, he's also like, he used to do Adventures by Disney, but he doesn't like the big groups. He liked doing the little. He sounds like he, uh, there's an ace in the hole, man. That was a good uh, pickup for you guys. Absolutely. So, yeah. So, that was Florence, and we loved every second of Florence. All right. Well, that's two days down. Where are we going on day number three? Day number three is another long port day. The ship, you know, you can get off the ship at 7 a.m., get back at 6.45. It was Cetrovecchia, which um, sounds not very Italian, but Vecchia is like city or port. And Chet is, it's, yeah, I don't know. It's like three different words put together that's like, oh, that makes sense now. Um, and you can hear when you separate them, you hear the Italian, which our guide in the Vatican explained that to us. So it was, it was another good day. So our driver was really good for Rome because we got in the car and he's like, we have eight hours to do 3,000 years of history. Who's ready? And like, he was awesome. His name was Luca. Um, and both, it was about an hour 20 into Florence. I've heard other shows where people are like, it took two hours to get to Florence. I'm like, I'm not sure how, but it took us an hour 20 to get in Florence. About well, for the record, this might be the only time you did not have traveling with McKnight issues. No. Oh, we still hit construction and traffic. Like, in one part on the freeway into Rome, you slow down because the tree roots are making the road rough. I mean, Italian roads... Not a, yeah, not what we're used to. Um, so Luca, he talked to us most of the way about things. Uh, we stopped off somewhere because we got in a little early because we were down there early. So as soon as he pulled up, we were there. We were going 10 till 8. Most of the Disney tours, you had to meet at 7 or 6.45. So we had a little more time to eat breakfast, go. Um, we headed into Rome, and we stopped at the Pantheon first. Oh, cool. Yeah. yeah, and it's got that open hole in the middle. They're not even sure how it was built. It's like the oldest building on Earth that's been used for the same purpose since its inception. I mean, it's crazy big. One of those places, pictures doesn't do it justice. And he, you know, when we parked, he talked to us about the three theories on how they built it. Like, filled it full of sand, they did this or this. And then the, la- the third option he gave was aliens. And so we get out of the car, and he asks, you know, the kids, so which, how do you think they built it? And Samantha's like, aliens, the only option is aliens. I agree with her. Like, it, it was just crazy. And so he walked out there with us, took a picture, and then he had to go back to the van because everywhere he parked was illegal in some way, shape, or form. I think there was one time he had a legal parking spot. One time he literally just parked in the ro- like, in the traffic, just stopped, let us out. I like him already. He deserved Dude, a tip. Yeah, he was awesome. And so, like, did that. Then he took us over to the Vatican where we met up with our Vatican guide because you have to have a separate, like, an actual walking guide there. And that was Frederica. And she was awesome. I get out of the car and she's like, oh, you're Italian. You know, like, right away to me because I, I am a partially Italian. My dad's mom's – my dad's dad's side is mostly Italian other than where the McKnight comes from. Clearly not Italian. But – yeah, and by that point of the trip, I was getting very dark from all the sun I got in Disneyland and Barcelona and Florence. So, yeah. Um, so we t- discussed about where my great-grandmother was from, the village. And she was like, blah, 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 blah. So uh, we went into the Vatican. We, like, 
walked around the security to like her own little personal security spot, which was pretty crazy. Then we go in and then like she had to go like proof of age for the kids tickets. So she had Michelle and I, you guys stand here. I'm taking your children. And she like put her hands around the kids and they were gone. We're like, okay. I mean, we're in a church technically in the, in a, we're in another country all of a sudden with the Vatican, but okay. They did. She did return our children. That's good. And uh, all, so all three said, of them. So, so there was a guy that hadn't opened his window yet, and she pointed at him, and he went over, opened his window, and she, you know, talked to him, and and he he said in English like, "How many kids do you have?" She's like, "I don't have any kids, but you have." It's like, "Yeah, I have three today." So he was confused because every day she must have different children with her. So, oh, yeah, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. Tour so, guide, children, yep. got it. Yep, so they got the tickets squared away. And then we got our tickets, and, like, the masses are going in these three entries over here into the Vatican. She steers us over here, and we just kind of, like, hand our ticket off on the side. And then we go and we get in an elevator behind a security guard who she kind of nods at, and he says, how are you today? And we get we get in this elevator and go up. Everybody else is, like, funneling through... These stairs. And you have no idea what's going on. We're like, either this is the best guide ever or we're getting abducted. One of the two. Um, There's no in between on this. And uh, it turned out best guide ever. We like sidestepped. And then she sat us down, talked to us for about 15 minutes about the Sistine Chapel. Because she's like, once we go in there, we're not going to have room to talk. We're not going to. It's going to be loud. We're not going to be able... So she went through all the different parts of the ceiling and the walls, you know, the Moses story, the Jesus story, or the creation story are the two different stories told and spelled it out because in the chapel, she was not allowed to talk. They yell every 10 seconds, they yell silence in a different language, which doesn't make it any more peaceful for looking at a ceiling when they're constantly yelling at you and they yell no photos, no, like constantly in there. Um, but so she gave us a little class and Samantha loved it. And I mean, they asked questions and it was it was really good. Uh, she brought the stories to life. And then uh, we set off into the into the museum and she's like point out like which pope built which parts. Because each time there was a new pope, they built another part and they had to put their family crest on everything. So there's one where there's bumblebees on everything. There's one where there's dragons on everything because that's their family crest. And, of course, Samantha and Alden very confused as to how popes had kids back then, like all kinds of illegitimate children, which is all kinds of questionable. But they gloss over that really well there. But uh, uh, so they talk about their family some and – it was interesting to see like one wing, the, the, the Pope with the bumblebees. I can't remember his name, but like he slapped the bumblebees over the top of the crest of the previous Pope. And you can see how they carved like like it was real obvious. Um, and then there's one whole hallway where she's like the marble we're walking on was all stolen from the Colosseum. So the Colosseum's biggest issue of being torn down was the Vatican, slowly tearing it down to build the Vatican. Oh, I, I had no idea. Because yeah. it was covered in marble originally and gorgeous, but all the marble that was on the Vatican is now other places. The Vatic- uh, the Colosseum eventually was the largest quarry during that, uh, you know, 10,000 to 
16,000 era. They just slowly picked it apart until they decided in like 17 something like, oh, maybe we should protect this. It took a long time to protect things. So um, this is and I, then, this is where I've always wanted to go. Coliseum, the, the Vatican. Vatican, I just, was awesome. Just stolen artwork from everywhere. Of course. You know, kind of like the Louvre. Did you uh, sneak Museum. into the basement and see all the illegal books or whatever? No, I did no Da Vinci's Demons. Oh, okay. not da, da, da Vinci Code. Yeah, Da Vinci's Demons was in Florence. Sorry, that's a Stars show. Excellent to watch if you're going to Florence. But Da Vinci Code, none of that happened, no. Um, but she kept saying, like, oh, my gosh, we can see the floor in here. Let me talk about the floor. Because there was only three ships in port that day. There can be nine in that port. We only had three. So they were like, it's empty in here today. Uh, then there's the tapestry rooms where there's one tapestry where Jesus's eyes follow you. It is creepy as all can be, Derek. When they say that's, Jesus is watching. That's amazing. In a tapestry. Like somebody sewed that back in like 15 something, something, something. I'm really bad with dates. Yeah. So don't don't quote me on any dates. Um, and then you get into the map room where it's a whole bunch of maps. And so it's kind of cool. We saw Livorno and Cetavecchia and Florence and Rome on the maps. And they're like ridiculously accurate, like down to the, the millimeter today. And then that leads in the 16 chapel. So the big groups have to go down a whole nother like arching hallway thing. Little groups with private tours go straight on into the stairwell that goes down to it. And so we got to do that because we were just a group of five. Everybody else in there has an earpiece in listening to their tour guide who they may or may not be able to even see. They may not even remember what their tour guide looks like. But we didn't have that. She kept like – I mean she was close enough with us that her hands was on like Samantha's shoulder most of the time. So it was pretty awesome. Then we went in the 16 Chapel. She basically like beat somebody away from a seat, shoved the kids on the seat so we could sit and look up. We're in there for about 15 minutes. She had to go on the other side of a door and wait for us. And uh, we looked at the ceiling for a while till our necks were sore. It's amazing. Can't take any pictures, no video, nothing. Um, can't even talk, uh, really. We did a little, but. And then we looked, we got up, moved a little bit, saw what we couldn't see because we were sitting on one side, um, which sitting, I guess, is almost insane to even ponder the idea. But she kind of beat somebody up for us to get the seat. That is not, all. You got two great really. tour guides. She didn't really, yeah. And then um, met up with her. And then you go from the 16 Chapel into the Basilica, the St. Peter's, which is the largest Catholic church on earth. And it is just ridiculously large, and there's a lot of dead popes in there. It's big. It's just really big and ornate and fancy. And uh, so we did that. Then we went outside. We got some pictures of, like, the courtyard of the Vatican. And and then our time with her was over, and she gave us back over to Luca, the driver, and it was time for lunch. Now All that all before that, lunch. All that before lunch. And lunch might have been the highlight Derek. Ooh, where'd you go? Uh, I don't remember the name of it. I can tell you if you ask on Twitter or Facebook, cause we have a card. There was no menu where we went for lunch. They just serve you the first, the, all the courses. They keep bringing you food. Since we had kids, they brought the kids a cheese pizza. They brought us all the antipasta, the, cause like just 
food after food just kept coming to us. We did not order anything. I had some of the house wine. Uh, before dessert, they give you a limoncello to cleanse your palate. Let me just tell you, I'm not a limoncello fan. It was a bit much for, for me. I made that face that like, oh, that's, yeah, most people probably love it. But uh, the pasta, they were talking about how it was a family restaurant handed down year, you know, uh, that grandpa served us. The, the guy that was roughly our age came to talk to us. And uh, the pasta was amazing. Like, just I so good. I can't. I can't even I just, comprehend so what you're good. saying at the moment. And uh, they just kept bringing us food. The dessert, I don't even know what it was, but it was amazing. It wasn't tiramisu. That would have been, like, stereotypical, right? But it, it was, like, near the Vatican, but it was a couple blocks the non-touristy way. Granted, I think the whole restaurant was full of people from our tour company at that time. So, I mean, it is touristy, but it was awesome. And it was in-season type of food, and there was some food we loved. There was a few things we were given that were like, I'm not eating another bite of that. No, thank you. But, I mean, that was a great way to be able to try things. I mean, like, the old guy, he had to be, like, 80. He put the food on your plate for you. Oh, man, that's like, awesome. Like, you didn't even serve it. You, it was family-style plus, if, if you have to put a term on it. So then after that, we went to Trevi Fountain, which that's yeah, a slightly nicer-than-pizza sort of moment. Uh, you throw your coins in. Um, everybody's coin made it, but Alden, so I guess he's never going back to Rome. He hit somebody with his. We oh, have my it. gosh, kid. We have video of it. it ah, we will have to post. He will be mad, but it will happen. Um, we did not go all the way down next to the water, so we were throwing it away. Um, but everybody else has made it. Uh, Trevi Fountain and then uh, the Spanish Steps. At the bottom of the Spanish Steps, there's a fountain that has water from an ancient aqueduct. Aqueduct? I can't say it now. Disney Cruise Lines ruined my pronunciation. The aqueduct, I get it. It ruined Yeah, everything. it just ruined me. So our guide said, let's fill up all your water bottles out of the fountain. Because there's a little thing. is, You walk out there and you fill up your water bottle, take a drink. Oh, my gosh, it was so cold. It was amazing. And he's like, and there's all these natural minerals and going on and on. You're going to live to 100 now, Doug. I am. You don't need a cardiologist. You drink water from a miracle fountain. I did. Luca filled up. I I think that's the only place he drinks water from. And so the water from that. And he's 900. Right. And it terminates at the Trevi Fountain. So we essentially drink Trevi Fountain water. And we live to tell it. And it clearly is not full of all kinds of things because we did not die of any diseases yet. But uh, it was cold and refreshing. Um, then we went to the Colosseum. We just looked at it from the outside. We didn't get to go in. You can only do so much. Saw the Roman Forum, Circus Maximus, kind of drove around that this area. This is all like number one on my list, by the way, yeah. Doug. Like this dream vacation yep. you are taking. Yeah. It's and hard then for we me to listen to. So the catacombs, which is way up on a hill. You go down in and there's like used to be a bunch of bones just laying there, but visitors kept stealing bones slowly, so they had to get rid of all the bones, and so you didn't get to see a lot of dead people. But pretty sure it was a priest talking to us. It was turned into a very religious sort of thing. We weren't quite ready for that, um, but it was nice and cool in the catacombs. We came out of that, and then it was back to the port, and I don't think we were in the car more than five minutes before three people were, all three kids, just out. 
Um, so Luca didn't talk too much on the way back to the port. We talked to him a little bit, but you know, we got to, like, we got to know him, you know, like he has a kid on the way. He, he lived in Australia for 10 years. He was a mechanical engineer before a tour guide. Like it's crazy. So miles to miles, we had an excellent experience with that guide. I, I saw them first recommended in Rick Steve's book. So I got to give a little credit to Rick Steves, even though on our travel and places podcast on iTunes, top 10 charts, he's, he's the competition. He is, but we're always usually one, literally one we're, ahead of him. We're with Rick Steves. So that's where I got the, uh, the, uh, miles to miles recommendation. And it was fantastic. And their company a few months before we went, Rick Steves on miles to miles, Facebook page, they posted a video of them giving Rick Steves a tour. So yeah, I figured it should be pretty good. But I think they they paired up tour guides that would be good for the kids with us, and uh, they definitely were. That's so, awesome. That's awesome. a good recommendation. So if anyone's thinking about going, definitely hit Doug up for some more information. Because, yeah, that sounds like just a win all around to get special. Mm-hmm. It's almost like special VIP access yeah. like you get, but for I mean, half the price. Yeah, and there were still some lines but uh, that we had to stand in, but nothing too crazy. Um, it was fun. It was a good day. We learned a lot. I think in Florence with our guide, if we had mentioned we were big soccer fans, uh, early on with Ricardo, we probably would have talked about soccer a lot more. Cause he was a, a big soccer fan. We learned like literally right before lunch, but, um, then we were back at the ship a little bit early. It was pirate night. Oh, my favorite night. Yeah, and then we pirated. It was I mean, it was good. We did not watch Pirate Night fireworks because so the fireworks started at ten forty five ish, but they opened the buffet at ten thirty. That doesn't Does that make sense. Make no, not any sense for the at record. All. We've missed the pirate buffet now a couple times. So 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 we rope dropped the, the buffet. buffet. Well and done. That is a McKnight it, thing right there. And we're looking at we're like, is it a typo in the navigator, like? Because dinners move back 15 minutes. Everything's moved back 15 minutes in the evening on the Mediterranean cruise. And it's like, did they just forget to shift the Pirate Night Buffet back oh, 15 Oh, yeah, minutes? that would make sense. Yep. So we're like, ah, if we get over there and it's not open, we go to the window, we watch the fireworks, and then we go when it opens. No, we were basically finishing up our really cold crepes. The kids are like, well, I'm never eating a crepe on a cruise ship again after France with real crepes. Um, the, we watched the fireworks through the window, you know, on the, of cabanas. We had our crepes Our uh, it's the only time they really have Mexican food. They have those burritos and different things. I don't know why they don't serve that in cabanas more often, but yeah, pirate night happened it was from Rome to pirate night. That's a great day. Good. It was a long day. Long day. Yeah. However, our day still started a little later than a lot of the DCL ones. And one of the, one thing the kids keep joking about in Florence, um, we were uh, get, going towards Pointe Vecchio, which is the bridge that goes over the river with all the shops on it. And it was kind of this narrow sidewalk, the street, and there was a big group. They were all trying to like, get out of the road. There's a car coming, and there's a guide in the back, a guide in the front, and the guide in the back's like, move along, adventurers, adventurers. And that's when we realized it was an Adventures by Disney group. And they were just getting shuffled along like cattle. And here we were with us five, with our personal guide. Yeah, it was awesome. That is amazing. 
What a great tale and something that your kids hopefully remember for the rest of their lives. So we got one more day on ship. I believe this is a day sea of day. sea. Yep. Yeah. So by this point in the cruise, we've already won some trivia. Um, Congratulations, by yeah. the way. I'm proud some of you. Tunes trivia. And uh, we yeah, we took it easy. I don't think the kids swam. Uh, we didn't do too. We did stuff. You had to um, relax. Your cardiologist told you to. We did. We played some shuffleboard at some point. Um, you know, there was three variety acts on our cruise. One was string fever, which was a like violin, cello, quartet. That was awesome. And then um, there was a ventriloquist. Oh my gosh, he won America's Got Talent like a couple years ago. Why can't I remember his name? I got nothing. Is he in Vegas normally? No, I don't know. Okay. He was, he was all right. Ventriloquist. The kids love the ventriloquists. And then um, there was a magician from Italy that just got on. So on our sea day, they did an afternoon uh, ventriloquy or magician show. Uh, yeah, it was it was good. Actually, that was crazy. Actually, the I was part of the show, Derek. You did. He came around. He made everybody like twiddle their fingers out in front of him. He came around. He like took one one guy's wedding ring. Then he took a lady's wedding ring. And then he's walking up by us and he snags mine. So mine has like it's silver with a couple gold stripes on the outside. So it it's a little more unique to pick out. And he had just done the ring trick, like where you hook rings together, right? Like every magician does. And you know everybody's like, uh, yeah, I know my kid did that at it. Good good job with the ring trick. Well, um. He hooked our rings together, oh. the three different wedding rings. And he walked back over, and he has them on this little metal thing, and he, like, tugs on it. He's like, is that your ring? I'm like, yes. Is it hooked on there? I'm like, yes. Like, I don't know how it happened. My ring was on there. It was hooked together. I was and, not. And you thankfully got it back? I got it back. He got it off. I had no idea. And, like, the next night or that night at the show, the people behind us were talking, well, well, surely those people were planted and he had fake rings that matched or they just said yes. And I wanted to turn around and say like, no, I was freaked out. My ring was hooked to other people's rings. It was weird, but I didn't. I just let them, you know, talk about it because clearly they weren't looking close enough to realize I was the person whose ring. I'm just glad you got it back. You and Michelle well, are doing I, good. Yeah. It's great. There we go. And then we attempted to fly home, Derek. The next day attempted that's the attempted. best part yeah we barcelona was great we got a cab we we did express walk off um so no nice breakfast cab. no nice breakfast went up to cabanas grabbed something real quick we uh first family in and uh ate in like 10 minutes down there we were not the first people off the ship though the first people off the ship had to be hovering in front of those doors for quite a while. And uh, we got off the ship, uh, walked right out, got a cab in about two to three minutes. It was about 20 minutes to the airport, checked in. That all went smooth, went through security. That was smooth, went through one passport check, went through another passport check. Then we sat and waited for them to announce our gate. They won't tell you a gate forever. Um, we left 20 minutes late we just sat on the tarmac forever it was fun um got to london our flight in london was delayed of course right. it was we had a fairly tight connection in chicago like we're gonna be landing 
20 minutes before our flight to Omaha takes off. Yeah, not going to make that. So Michelle does some phone calls and we pay a change fee to proactively change our flight. It was like, we're not going to make it. We're a family of five. So if we wait until we miss it, there's not going to be anything left to pick up. So we ended up getting a hotel for the night in Chicago and then the 8.30 a.m. flight out, which turned out not to be a bad thing. However, the flight we were supposed to be on at night got delayed two hours. So it got delayed almost the exact amount we were late. So you maybe so could have made it? Possibly could have made it. However, it got into Omaha at 1.45 a.m. So I'm thinking, you know what, going to the hotel, getting a good night's sleep, getting up, going back to the airport, wasn't the end of the world. Um, but we made it home. We had to buy toothbrushes, though. That was painful. I feel like me. that has happened uh, on a trip with you and I before. Yeah, except I didn't Amazon Prime it. That, that would have been better. I should have done that. You know, the... Get, yeah, just the Gatwick Airport in London where we were stuck for a while might be the worst airport on earth to be stuck because it's like they took a shopping mall, added some long hallways with airplanes, and they gave you nowhere to sit because yep. they want you to, to shop. spend money, yeah, absolutely. Oh, it's just, it's just so loud. Mm-hmm. Like, like, so loud. And then they tell you your gate, and you have to, like, practically run there. And then you Running go through and through the airport with Doug. Please tell me yeah, Alden did that one time. Claire probably did. Yes. Oh, they all did at different times, but that last time it was the fact probably... that I have convinced your kids to keep doing that is a win for yeah, me they, forever. They sing the airport jingle lots of times, and we we were never having to run through the airport because we we're always so late. It didn't freaking matter. Um, I finally had fish and chips in the airport right on our way home, though. It took me that long until we to had finally fish and have real fish London. and chips. You waited till Chicago. No, no, no. In London. Oh, in London. Got waited. it. Okay. Yeah. We sat down at a restaurant. We had so much time. We're like, well, we might as well go in and sit down and eat. And then they put us at like the smallest table on earth. And we have all our like carry ons and backpacks and like, how is this going to work? And then, you know, Michelle orders ice water and they bring you just like room temperature thing of water. It's, she was so done with Europe at that point. 18 days, you were ready to be back. Supposed to be 17 nights, but it turned into 18 because we didn't quite have enough family time. Still an amazing vacation overall. I mean, just you guys packed in all of Disneyland Paris, a bunch of Europe, the cruise. I think every one of our listeners is envious, even with the travel delays and the McKnight family curse, uh, that you had an amazing time. Yeah, and I think Michelle would say the best way to see Europe is by a cruise ship. I think that's what she would say. She enjoyed that. Um, because Do the don't... bigger ships ever get out there? Um, yeah, there's some big big royal ships that No, I meant it. from the DCL. No, Magic's the only one that's done it. So we'll see what happens after the new three new ships come on board. Because the dream definitely could, or the fantasy could fit in at Livorno and uh, Rome and Cetavecchia. I don't know about the northern European cruises, though, if they'd fit up in Norway and Iceland in those locations or Dover in England. So they wouldn't want a ship that's limited. But, man, you could run the Magic a lot longer in the Mediterranean because it has a longer season than what they do. But it was great. Um, yeah. 
There's a reason why I got on the magic this last time, assuming it might forever stay be stay abroad. There. Yeah. yeah, I wouldn't be shocked if it finds a way to stay in the Mediterranean. They don't do much cruising in December, January, February, but it could it could still work. So overall, you had a wonderful time. You're yes. back safe and sound talking to us. I'm yeah. glad everything went well. Uh, sound like amazing vacation. Be sure to yes. check out all of our social media. Doug's going to continually to make us jealous by posting pictures. My question was, the ventriloquist Terry Fader? No. No, I, then I'm running out of ideas. My gosh, let me... We'll, we'll figure that out off, off show for a second. Uh, that would have made sense because... There's a conference I usually go to in Terry Fader's theater, and he would have been there. And it okay. We're gonna have an awkward pause. Almost done. Done. Edit. Edited in here. Edited okay. in. Taxi Michelle. Paul Verdon. The ventriloquist was Paul Verdon. I don't know him. Okay. Oh. The ventriloquist was Paul Zerdin. I'd never heard of him. He won America's Got Talent. That and, I don't watch it too regularly, but I do check some of the acts out. Yeah, he it was pretty funny. The kids laughed. Um, I like the random acts that they bring onto the cruise ships, definitely. Yeah, and on a five night, we got three instead of just one. So that's we really good. We got a juggler really lucked the last out. time. Some of the jugglers are really good. Marcus they, Monroe was, is still our favorite, but Paul Zerdin, he was all right. Um, he was, he thought he was really funny. Okay. Fi- final question of the show. Cause we've been going pretty long. Yeah. Did you get your dole whip on the ship? No. What? I, I was, I was good. I didn't need it. It wasn't, I wasn't at Disney world. It's, I will save dole whip for a Disney world, Disneyland delight. Okay. I'm not going to pay $6 for Dole Whip on a ship when I can get free soft serve right next to it. Oh, yeah. who? Uh, how many soft serves did you guys get? Michelle had a poll. Um, it will be posted soon, if not already, but I'm not sure the final number. But I will say most people think we eat a lot of ice cream. I know you. Like, I think you do. We had one or two a day. Yeah, that's what I assume. I can't even eat oh. one a day. So Some people guess numbers that would put us at like six or seven a day. And uh, knowing Alden we and knowing you, it wouldn't surprise me. Well, we weren't on the ship that much. That's true. I mean, we basically got back on the ship those days, changed for dinner. We're at, was at dinner, went to dinner, went to a variety act, went from the variety act to the show, went from the show and ice cream it's a small bed. ship, so you could get ice cream between all of those things, Doug. Well, we, we did not. Okay. We did. Well, I'm looking forward to seeing what Michelle posts on that since we are recording this way earlier, so we could reminisce and you could get over jet lag. But that's it. If you want to hear more about the Disney magic, check out one of the other episodes. But, Doug, uh, that just sounds like an incredible vacation. It Rome, was. Rome has been number one on my list for 20-plus years, so... I am looking forward to it, and one day when I go, maybe with you, uh, I will at least Oops. have in all the questions. Hopefully, Rope Drop Trip 2031. <laughs> we just got to yep. get the cruise. The first Rope yeah. Drop Radio cruise is step one. I know uh, June 2020, we might do a trip with uh, listeners, but cruise is another thing. I can't wait for yep. that. But, yeah, that's awesome. I'm glad you had a good time. I'm glad you're back safe and sound. And absolutely, Michelle McKnight is the one to book, whether it be Adventures by Disney or 
random people that end up doing a better job for less money than Adventures yeah. by Disney. Yeah, you know, either way. Either way. Either way. Her note or uh, her email will be in the show notes. So check her out. Give her a uh, let her know what you're thinking. Disneyland, Disneyland Paris, Walt Disney World, the Disney Cruise. She can help you get them all. But Doug, that is all the time that we have. Be sure to go on Facebook and all the social medias and uh, give us a review on iTunes because we are giving away a bag. Yes, full reviews of stuff. for a bag. Yes, that is the best gift ever. That is the best way to finish the show. I am, I, I'm just. It, You're Derek. I'm Derek. You're Doug. Yeah. I'm Derek. Yes, I'm not editing that either. You've been listening to Rope Drop Radio. <laughs>